Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different. Different. This is NOCO FM. and girls it's story time welcome to another episode of corbin versus the world i am your hero as always corbin david albaugh and i am here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday today and tomorrow it is the second weekend of march the weather is a big old bucket of bullshit and celebrities are dying left and right like it's 2016 all over again holy shit guys I found myself thinking recently that we were really overdue on some celebrity mortality, and I'm really glad that the Sparkly Reaper has uh, paid back that thought tenfold. Uh, We have lost so many celebrities in the last week that I felt like it would only be appropriate to begin by resurrecting our somehow most recurring segment, People Who Are Dead Now. Luke Perry, Keith Flint, Mark Hollis from Talk Talk, King Kong Bundy, Catherine Helmond, R. Kelly's career, most of Alex Trebek, And thank you once again to the also-dead Jim Carroll and his song, People Who Died, for that session of People Who Are Dead Now. And a few of these were actually really, really upsetting to your humble host. Obviously, King Kong Bundy, that was a body blow. Anytime a pro wrestler goes down, uh, it's always a sad day. On a related note, though, uh, Roman Reigns no longer has cancer anymore, so sometimes the wrestling god giveth and sometimes he taketh away. The one that really got me this week was actually Catherine Hellmond because she was in the show Soap back in the 70s, which was randomly a show that me and my entire family watched growing up because we saw it at a Best Buy once. And my dad said, this is a really good show. And we all took his word for it. And it's actually one of the best written, most criminally overlooked shows in television history, in my opinion. You've got Billy Crystal playing one of the first openly gay characters on TV. You have storylines involving aliens and demonic possession on, like, primetime TV. It was actually, like, really envelope-pushing stuff at the time, and the writing was unbelievable, and the acting was great. It was superb comic acting. Uh, So I understand I'm gushing a little bit, but I do love soap so very much. Uh, If you haven't had the opportunity, um, I think there are clips on YouTube that you can check out. If you somehow find yourself with nothing else to watch in this giant, vast ocean of content that we have here in the 21st century hellscape, do yourself a favor. Go back in time just a little bit and check out soap. You will not be disappointed. And if you are, you didn't hear it from me. But I think that the question that is on everyone's mind, uh, given all of this grim news, is who is going to take over Jeopardy? 
I understand that we could retire Jeopardy after Alex Trebek passes, but I feel like that is not what he would have wanted, and that's certainly not what uh, the writers of SNL would want either, and by extension, the rest of the universe. I have a theory that I would like to advance on this show. I think that Alex Trebek should be replaced on Jeopardy by Greg Proops. Hear me out. Understand that Drew Carey has taken over The Price is Right, and Wayne Brady has taken over Let's Make a Deal. Also, if you weren't aware, Let's Make a Deal is back, and Wayne Brady is hosting it. So that might answer a couple deep existential questions for you. But we are now moving with the theme of Whose Line Is It Anyway cast members inheriting game shows for the next generation. And I understand that Ryan Stiles is very busy being tall and being a pillar of his community, like all tall people. So he's probably a little too busy for the gig, but I think that this is right up Greg's alley. He can be super sassy and knowledgeable at the same time, and he's so good at that. So I think that Greg Proops should replace Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. And if Greg Proops cannot replace Alex Trebek, then we will get Dwayne The Rock Johnson to do it. What the rock is cooking. And if Dwayne The Rock Johnson is too busy, then we will replace him with his twin cousin, Wayne The Jock Ronson. So it is written, so shall it be done. Here are some tunes that I have created for you. Not created per se, but I'm giving them to you. So you have that going for you. This is Plastic Mermaids and their song, Floating in a Vacuum. Strong enough. 
welcome back to Corbin versus the world where we're not sure who let R. Kelly do that interview either. It definitely wasn't us. You just got done hearing Plastic Mermaids and their song Floating in a Vacuum followed up by Toy, capital letters, Toy, and their song Mechanism. And then finally we had the Murlocs and their song with Stand. The Murlocs are on Flightless Records. That's notable because Flightless Records also carries King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is everyone's favorite novelty garage psychedelic band as of late. I feel like I've played them on the show, maybe not, but the reason I bring them up is because they did sign one of my new favorite bands, Tropical Fuckstorm. Yes, and they have a new single out that I will probably play on the show sometime soon, but I am sure that there will be a new album on the way from them very soon. So what an exciting year for music it seems to be already. There have been a lot of really, really good releases out already. Uh, Sharon Von Etten's LP, The New Hand Habits, uh, Better Oblivion Community Center, so many great albums. It really feels like the year has just gotten started in terms of uh, albums being announced, singles coming out, bands kind of coming out of the woodwork and the winter hibernation. We've already got a release date for the new Vampire Weekend album, new single and album announcements from The National, which I'm so excited about because The National is probably my favorite band going right now, and their new song was traditionally wonderfully sad and winsome and i love it and so i'm sure that album will be great 16 tracks on that new album too very excited and also mac demarco has announced his new album which is called here comes the cowboy and what's funny about that is last year mitski who took the indie world by storm in the last couple years she released an album called becoming the cowboy so now that's leading me to believe that every year all the like indie artists kind of get in a survivor tribal council and decide who will become the cowboy for that year. And then whoever loses or wins the uh, that lot has to sit in a sweat lodge for 12 hours and they just sit and they chain smoke listening to nothing but Kid Rock's I'm a Cowboy and Johnny Cash's Hurt. And then when they get out, they have to build a fire and kill a wild game animal, and play Red Dead Redemption for three hours, and then they are the cowboy now. And then they get tuberculosis and die. Spoiler. But before that happens, they release a really good album. Personally, I think that Weezer should have their cowboy album next year, because at this point, Weezer's just doing whatever the fuck they want, and I think we're overdue for the Weezer cowboy album. You may disagree with me, but you don't have a show. So, (laughs) anyway... I have some more music lined up for you. This is the opposite of cowboy music. These are some very fun, light, poppy, poppy tunes. This is Sir Baby Girl and her track, Haunted House. I was buried in the summer All those parties ago And I try not to remember Till my body lets me go
friends tomorrow. This party's just another haunted house. I can't wait to carry it with me forever. This party is just another haunted house. I can't wait to lose all my friends tomorrow. This party's just another haunted house. I can't wait to carry it with me forever. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to lose all my friends in one night. I can't wait. I can't wait to ruin the rest of my life. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now the clock is melting. So's my mouth and so's my mind. So I grab onto the railing. Cause all my friends left me behind. They're all dancing and they're all free. I was once them, but now I freeze when someone approaches.
to Corbin versus the world. I hope you enjoyed that sugar rush trifecta. That was Sir Baby Girl and her track Haunted House off of her unbelievably good LP Crush on Me that came out a couple weeks ago. After that, we had Teen, capital letters Teen, their song Only Water. And finally, we had, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this correctly, Jessica and her song The Attic. That's J-E-S-S-I-Q-U-O-I in case you want to go searching for her and search through my bullshit pronunciation. And I want to apologize to my listeners for bringing up Weezer. I know that might be a sore subject for some of you. I also forgot to note that Weezer also has a new album out already, but I feel like Weezer coming out with a new album is also like having a really eccentric, rich, schizophrenic relative that sends you gifts over Christmas. 
You really don't know what you're going to get. You might get a pony, but you also might get eight ounces of dog shit in a Pringles can. We might get Pinkerton. We might get Hurley. Who knows? It's an adventure every year with Weezer, the D20 of indie bands. And speaking of bands that have made sucking kind of a hobby, that brings us to our latest segment that I swear to God we're going to continue on this show. It's called Where's the Beef? So this beef actually starts off in a very, very unlikely place. It starts off with Slipknot and their singer, Corey Taylor. You might know Corey Taylor as the singer for Slipknot. He's also the singer for Stone Sour. He's also one of the one that wears masks. Corey's been in a habit of picking fights with other bands over the years. Uh, Most famously, he actually got into a fight with Nickelback, which is a hilarious sentence on its face saying that their frontman Chad Kroger has a face like a foot, amongst other things, and obviously saying that they were a pretty terrible band in addition to uh, the rest of the world. But recently, that baton has been passed, according to Corey Taylor. Uh, He appeared on a radio show recently and uh, was asked about that particular subject, and this is what he had to say. Like, is somebody texting you questions to ask me just to get me wound up? No, they're they're like the scapegoat of rock and roll. They really are. However, they are passing the baton to Imagine Dragons right now, and I love it. It's so, oh, people. Who are they? Who are they? Well, I'll tell you what they are. They're awful. Mm. Uh, So that's cool. So here we have the patron saint and the self-proclaimed arbiter of bad rock music, Slipknot's Corey Taylor, saying with authority that the baton has been passed from Nickelback to Imagine Dragons. So now we can update everything at the Library of Congress, and all of these things are official and set in bronze now. Of course, this wouldn't be beef if there wasn't a response. Now, you would think that, you know, you're Imagine Dragons. You have all the money in the universe. You have someone from Slipknot talking shit on you. Why would you respond, right? Well... Luckily, you are not uh, Imagine Dragons' Dan Reynolds. Also, let's take a moment to appreciate the unbelievably white name of Dan Reynolds. But Dan Reynolds responded in the most rock star way possible by writing a long essay on Instagram all about how Corey hurt his fifis. (laughs) He literally writes, How could it possibly make a kid feel not cool listening to Imagine Dragons? I hate that thought, he says. Now, here's the thing, guys. I don't hate pop music. I don't hate people that make pop music. I love Maroon 5, for example. But the difference between Maroon 5 and Imagine Dragons, even though they occupy the same kind of musical real estate in our pop culture, the difference is that when they announced that Maroon 5 was going to play the Super Bowl halftime show, and everyone and their mother started vomiting out of their eyes, out of disgust, and everyone on the internet was bitching and complaining, oh no, Maroon 5, anything but this, no, no, not that. Adam Levine didn't get on his Twitter or get on his Instagram and write a long essay about how sad that made him and how sad it made his tattoos, and now all the criticism is making his tattoos cry. When you have that much money and that much fame, 
being criticized by someone in Slipknot shouldn't even register on the cosmic radar. Why are you trying to shame someone in Slipknot? They call their fans maggots. You're already there, dude. This is not a fight worth having. You're imagine fucking dragons. Every other day you get to go and cash a check from Nike or from NBC or from the Big Bang Theory for whatever bullshit song you've just licensed so that they can sell Froyo to stupid Generation Zers. You don't need to respond to this shit, dude. You just sound like a putz. But anyway, I think that we have the perfect way to settle this. WrestleMania is coming up. And I know that they have room on the card. They've always got room on the card for celebrities. And I think that it's only appropriate that we settle this shit the way our ancestors did. Inside a steel cage. At WrestleMania, Corey Taylor with all the members of Slipknot at ringside versus Dan Reynolds of Imagine Dragons with all of Imagine Dragons at ringside. Chad Kroger as special guest referee, two out of three falls, and the loser has to appear on American Idol for the rest of their life. That is my vision. That is my joy. That is the beef. Here's more tunes.
Corbin versus the world. I hope you enjoyed all of those wonderful palate cleansers after all that terrible band talk. That was Stella Donnelly, her song Old Man. She has a new album out this week that you must check out. It is simply fantastic. Followed up was Hand Habits. Their album came out last week. Also very good. Their song Placeholder. And finally, Big Thief's new song, UFOF. I don't know what the other F stands for, so I'm going to pretend it means unidentified flying outfielder. So that is my headcanon moving forward. But all of those are very, very good tracks. So we are winding down this particular episode of Corbin vs. the World. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this show and want more of it, please go to NOCO FM and check out all of our shows that we have archived, as well as all the other fantastic shows that we have here on NOCO FM. 
Also, check out our app if you have not done that already. It's super easy to use, and you can listen to any of our shows at any time without having to deal with Spotify or any other finicky uh, streaming networks. Also, make sure to check out our special Patreon page and see all the cool stuff you have to gain from contributing to NOCO FM. You can get a haiku from me. You can dedicate a song on this show. And you get access to my new show, which our debut episode is coming out very soon, of Corbin vs. the Movies, in which I offer my reviews and witticisms on a new cult film of our choice. Our first episode is going to be over Face Off, in which Nicolas Cage is John Travolta, John Travolta is Nicolas Cage, and I am tremendously entertained all the time. So that will be available for free very, very soon. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Corbin vs. The World. I am currently running the Worst Song of All Time tournament on my story, which you can vote on every single day. The winner of that tournament will be played on our network on a constant loop on April Fool's Day, unless that Donald Trump song wins, in which case we're just going to play Dope Smoker all day. Yes, that's canon. I'm saying that on the show. So that way, when it actually happens, you're not confused, because I will be damned if I am letting Freedom's Call play on the goddamn network. We cannot stand for this. I would much rather play Dope Smoker. (laughs) And if you haven't listened to Dope Smoker yet, do it, you fucking losers. Anyway, we love you all here at Corbin vs. the World at NoCo FM. All of my loving words of kindness. If you need real loving words of kindness, go listen to The Spark with Stephanie James. I'm the opposite of The Spark with Stephanie James. Uh, But anyway, uh, I'm going to end on a good note where I'm not calling you names. Foles has a new album coming out this week, which I am so excited about because I love Foles so damn much. Antidotes is one of my favorite albums of the last 20 years, uh, and they've had an extremely consistent discography. They have a new album out, and this is one of their new songs, On the Luna. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please give us your money. Appreciate you so much. Have a good night.
cozy place It could have been better But I don't think I deserve I am scared of going on I'd rather be in reverse
as I was saying, Charles Manson was misunderstood by society. Welcome to Corbin versus the world. I am a little chaos demon. Okay. Pharrell, though. This has been a production of NoCo FM.